Yeah.
Just want to thank the Lord for allowing me to be here today. Um, from the beginning of this meeting, when the songs started to go forth, I just had a spirit of gratitude and thankfulness that came over me. And the song that came to mind was, Jesus got a hold on me. And I'm, I'm glad that he did. He's got a hold on my mind. That now my mind is heavenly, um, my thoughts are heavenly minded. I'm trying to cast down the thoughts of this carnal mind, the things that will hinder me, the things that would be adversarial to me. I'm thankful that the Lord has, a, has, my, has got a hold of my feet, that I don't go to places that I used to go, and that now I'm following on to know the Lord. I'm thankful that he's, he got a hold of my eyes now that he's enlightening me. He's giving me eyes self to put on my eyes and that the scales are falling off and that I can truly see what it means to be an overcomer, to, um, to, to see what I need to do, to see it in his word. And I'm thankful that he, he's got a hold of my ears that now I can hear the sound of the trumpet. I can hear the sound of salvation that's being that's being blown here in the sanctuary, that the ministry that he's given unto me is a ministry that is looking out for my soul and that cared for me and that's giving me words of life and pointing me to Christ. And for that, I'm so grateful. I've been in so many houses where I labored in vain, but now I know that everything I do is toward for Christ, and I'm glad to be doing it alongside people who are like-minded and who have the same spirit, and there's a, there's the unity of the spirit here, and we all want to strive and, and to continue on to know the Lord and to make our calling and our election sure. I'm just so grateful. I'm so grateful that God winked at my ignorance so many times. I'm so grateful that he did not cast me away. That he, he saw something in me that he didn't forget what it was that he saw in me initially when he called me to this great and wonderful kingdom. And that he gave, when he gave me the, his precious Holy Spirit. For without that spirit, that quickening spirit, the spirit of life, I would be a wretch undone. I would not be sitting in the kingdom of God with his people with an opportunity to overcome and to have eternal life and to learn of him. And I'm just so grateful. I'm thankful. I am thankful. Just want to thank the Lord. Just sit there, mercy, and just thinking, where could I be without the Spirit of God? I started thinking about my life and where I was in my mind. I couldn't see. I, I didn't have no purpose. I had no hope. I was just going about the ways of the world. I didn't know 
what was the what was the end goal? But as as I was singing, I was touch uh, singing that song. Lord started to bring the, the bring things to my remembrance and how I used to cry out to Him. I was just I was young, did didn't know anything. I was sitting in these front seats, just hearing the things just go over my head. But then one day the Lord started to deal with my mother. The Lord started to touch my mind. And he, he wanted me to serve him with all his all my heart. I was I remember when I was I was in I was in college and I was in my dorm. And I don't know, something just came over me. Just, just thinking about the Lord for all his goodness, where he had brought me from. He started to show me where, what manner of man that I was. And he did, he gave you the word of God. He said, look at, he said, your righteousness is as filthy rags before the Lord. But the Lord saw something in me, he saw something. He said he could make something beautiful out of your life. He saw something in you that he could make something beautiful. How could the clay tell to the potter what, what, uh, what thou makest? And as, as it says in Jeremiah 18, as the guy, he's, he wanted to make something beautiful. He wanted to mold you and shape you into something that he could use in his kingdom. So just thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. What should I render to the Lord for all his benefits, Lord? I look at everything that I ever could have wanted in this natural life. But as the scripture says, what should a man, what should a man give to the Lord? Uh, sorry. What should a Lord give in exchange for his soul? What should a man give in exchange for his soul? And I don't want to just take my mind and Focus on the cares of this world and deceitfulness of riches and the lust of other things. They are vain. They're just going to perish with the using. But I thank God. I thank God through Christ Jesus. He has given me his spirit. He has given me the revelation that there is a better hope. There is so much, much. There's something much better than this life. If in this life we have hope, we are most men, most miserable, but we have something worth striving for. song says I'm so tired of living somewhere in between the Lord is not going to want something that's, he don't want something that's lukewarm he's either going to be hot or cold you got to make a decision a double minded man is unstable in all his ways but you can't be unstable a just balance a just way is the Lord's delight that's what he wants he wants that's what he wants. He just wants you to know that there is something that you got to give to him. He says, as it, I believe it's Romans 12. I beseech you, brethren, I present your body a living sacrifice, holy acceptable to him, which is your reasonable service. It's just my reasonable service that I got to give. Anything, he's giving me breath. He is giving me 
move, but I don't want to use these things for unrighteousness. I want to use these things for righteousness. I want to use these things for the building for his kingdom. He didn't give me this breath for nothing, but he gave me the breath of God to praise him. I'm so thankful for the Lord for his spirit. I'm so thankful for the Lord. Lord, what should I render to the Lord for all his benefits towards me, Lord? Spirit, Lord, I'm so thankful. Lord, thank you for touching my mind. You got to look back for where you was. He had touched your mind. He had touched your mind one day. You was in darkness. You couldn't see nothing. But the Lord began to deal with your mind one day. And he showed you where he brought you from and where you can go. It's that press toward the mark of the high calling, which is in Christ Jesus. There's a calling. Make your calling election sure. Make it your calling election sure. He has called you from something. He didn't bring you here for no reason. He brought you because he want, He know that there's something better for you. Even as the, even as the, the men. Uh, all those people in the Old Testament, they had that faith towards God. They had a hope of a, they had a hope of a resurrection. But we have a better hope. It was through Christ Jesus as He came. He came to, uh, uh, for for the for the law did come by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. And as it says in Hebrews twelve, that Jesus came and He died for that we might have a better hope a better resurrection, something better for our life. Aren't you glad that the, that the Lord came and he sacrificed his only son? He sent his only begotten son that as many as believe in him shall not, shall, shall have everlasting life. So I just want to thank the Lord today. I just want to give him. I want to give him my hands. I want to give him my breath. I want to give him my life. Because that's what he wants. He wants your life. He wants everything. He wants it all. So I just want to tell the Lord that I'm thankful. I couldn't sit out on my seat. I couldn't let the Lord take this over my mind. I want the Lord to use me. I know that you want the Lord to use you. So give it all that you have. Get it all that you want from the Lord. He said, if you reap sparingly, you shall sow sparingly. Whatever thou sowest, that shall you reap. So if you want to reap the best from the God, give God your best. Give God all that you want from him. So I just want to thank the Lord today. Thank you, Lord. the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're worthy, O Lord. Hallelujah. 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 You're worthy to be praised, O God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. You are worthy, O God. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah.
merci Jésus. Merci pour miséricorde, l'éternel. Alléluia, alléluia. Merci Seigneur, merci Jésus. Je bénirai l'éternel en tout temps. Et sa louange sera toujours dans ma bouche. Alléluia, alléluia. I bless the Lord at all times. Alléluia. Thank you, Lord. His praise shall continue to be in my mouth. Alléluia. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Alléluia. Oh, alléluia, alléluia, alléluia. Alléluia is the highest praise. Alléluia. Alléluia, alléluia. Thank you, oh Lord. Thank you, God. for the assembly, thankful for everybody who reached out to me while I was with child. Um, thankful for how God arranged everything, um, even though it was against my will, but the Bible says, not my will, but thy will be done. I'm so thankful um, that uh, Sister Tangela was part of my care. Um, I was very terrified. I went in on a Tuesday, I think. Um, I just went in for a checkup. And they said, oh, no, you're, you got to stay and have the baby. And I, I looked at my husband. I was like, yeah, I'm going home. And Sister Chandler called me like two seconds. She's like, oh, where are you going, sugar? Uh, you're staying here. You're having this baby tomorrow morning. And I was like, oh, God, I don't, I don't think I could do this. Um, but I was happy to see her at 7 in the morning. Uh, God knew what I needed at that time. Uh, he knew that I, I needed her by my side, not because it's Sister Chandler, but because that's just the way God wanted it to be. It made me feel comfortable, and I'm thankful for all the calls, prayers, um, people who stopped by um, just to check on me. Um, it made me feel very uh, welcomed um, that you guys cared for me and my child and my family. So I'm just thankful. Um, if it's okay, I would like to sing a song. All this time you are there in my favor all this time you've interceded for me
it's time to be thankful. Oh, 
He worked in our favor. Think about all these times. He's interceded for us. It just makes us say thank you. I thought about that psalm and said, I bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth. My soul will make her boast in the Lord, and the humble will hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. We sought the Lord, and he heard us, and he delivered us from all our fears. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for being a deliverer. Thank you for delivering us from all our fears. We just thank you. I thought about that song, he touched me. Oh, he touched me. Made me think about that blind man. That when he came to Jesus, Jesus touched him. And when he did, he began to see me in his trees. He had a blurry vision. You would have thought a man that was blind would be satisfied with just having a little bit more. But no, he knew that he was with the man that can make him whole. He knew he was with the man that could give him a clear vision. And so he stuck around. He said, touch me one more time. Until he was able to be made whole. Until he was able you know we are with the one that is able to give us a clear vision? We are with the one that is able to allow us to see clearly, so now we'll be able to see that we are compassed about with such a great cloud of witnesses, and we can lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily beset us, and we can run! We can run! We can run this race with patience that has been easily set before us, and we can look to Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith, who due to the joy that was set before him, he If it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, let let Israel say, if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, I'm so glad that the Lord is on our side. But I want to be on his side as well. I want to be able to go on with him. I want to do the things that please him, that make him happy, his desires, fulfill his will in my life. I don't want to do my own will, but I want to do the will of him. So I am thankful for that, thankful for the opportunity to serve this God. I began to think about, I believe, in 2 Kings chapter 6. I believe Elisha had a servant. And when they began to see all those nations begin to pass him about, seeing all those chariots and those horses, he said, what must we do? He said, must, what, what must we do? And then Elisha told him, he said, it's more with us than it is with them. It's more with us. And then he made a statement. He said, open up his eyes, boy. Open his eyes. Open his eyes. And when he opened his eyes, he began to see all horses and chariots of fire. And so don't you know it's more with us? When it's us and God, we are always the majority. So no matter what we're going through, no matter how how times get hard, we want to trust God. We just want to say, God, open my eyes and let me see that you are working for me, that you are doing something on the behalf of your people. You would do something on the behalf of your saints, that you want to raise up a people that's going to show forth mighty works in your name. And so I want to say thank you, Lord. Just open our eyes, Lord. Give us a clear vision and allow us to see. So I'm just thankful. I was listening to the words of Brother Brandon. Just think about how we want to be clean. 
how we want to be clean beasts, how we want to be able to chew the cud and be able to rightfully divide the word of truth, and so that we may be a vessel that the Lord can use, that something that the Lord can be pleased with. So we'll be able to, uh, <laughs> which the scripture you quoted? Uh, present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service. So everything that we do, every move that we make, every step that we take, everything that we do, Lord, we want it to be in a way that's pleasing to you. So I'm just thankful to be here. Let's go on with the God. Let's go on with God. Let's be thankful that He has opened up our eyes. He has given us a vision. He has allowed us to see. And so let's run so we can please Him and bring praise to His name. So I'm thankful to be here. Yeah. I used to two in one day, so it got to be night. <laughs> I went somewhere else earlier this morning. But I'm thankful for being here. Begin to think about the goodness of Jesus and what he's done for me. My soul cries out. Hallelujah. Praise God for saving me. I don't want to holler at you, but I'm thankful. When we begin to consider what is man that thou art mindful of him, Oh, the son of man that thou has visited him, brother Brandon. But thank God he didn't forget about us. He began to send someone that could be our redeemer. Hey, God, Jesus Christ. He began to come. He visited us one day. He came into the world. He came into his own, but his own received him not. I'm going to slow down. I'm about to mess the scripture up. Trying to slow down for brother Shelby. I'm sorry. I'm going to hold on. He came into his own. But his own, they received him not. But thank God. But thank God. But thank God. But as as many of them that did receive him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God. Thank God. Now here we are on this day. We still are believing him. We're believing that he's well able. He's well able to complete, to finish, to make manifest the work that he's begun in us. And so as we come this way, we came this way, I just want to turn around and say thank you, Lord. Brother Brandon, begin to touch my heart. I, I, I give Brother Brandon a hard time because he seems quiet, but he's very outgoing. You get him out this setting. And so I, I do jab at him a little bit, but I'm thankful just seeing the growth of a young man. Just seeing an individual who says, it's not about what I want anymore. It's not about my ways. It's not about my ideas. But, Lord, let them line up with the word of God. Let me keep learning of you, and I'll keep adjusting. The more that I learn of you, the more I want to apply it to my life. And so I'm beginning to think about how when he was up, I say, Lord, I remember when that brother was going through. Uh, there was a brother at the church. He said he had a song. I'm going through. I'm going through. I don't know what about the rest of the world decided to do, but I made up my mind. I I'm, I'm, ain't going to turn around. I got to, got to, got to. I got to go through. That was just, oh, y'all remember that scene? I was young. I was about 10 or 11. I remember that song. It was unique. But it stuck with me. It's other words, it's with the made-up mind. It's with the made-up mind. And so we have to remind ourselves 
We have to keep reminding ourselves of where we're headed. We have to remind ourselves of where we was. We have to remind ourselves we was on the path of destruction. And we have to remind ourselves that we met a man named Jesus. We have to remind ourselves that he began to come and he abased himself. He became subject unto vanities, but I'm going to say this to the creatures. He became subject to mankind and let them put him to death. Why? So that he could bring many sons into glory. So that he can save us. So he not only created us, but he began to be our redemption. Not only was our redemption, he was our salvation. And so now, as many as believe. And so believing is not just saying, um, if you believe in your heart that God, that Jesus raised from the dead. That's not what that means. But I believe him until the saving of the soul. And so I have to know him. I have to learn of him. I have to understand his ways. I have to understand his precepts. I have to understand his judgments. Judgments don't mean good or bad. It just means decisions. I have to understand why this is declared the way it's declared. And so I want to be able to judge the way he judged. I want to be able to see the way he sees. And thank God we can make it. We can actually make it. But when we begin to sing that song, um, Psalms 116, my soul loves the Lord. Um, let's turn to it, please. Because he heard me. Psalms 116, and Brother Brandon, you, you actually quoted out of it also. Um, but I'm thankful, saints. I am thankful. I love the Lord because he had heard my voice and my supplication. When you think about it, that's a misconception I heard all the time as a young person. I'm still kind of young, but especially as a kid, when you hear people, when Russell shook his head, no. When you, when, you, um, when you hear people say the Lord don't hear the prayer of the ungodly, that's not true. One day while I was yet in sin, when I was dead in trespasses and sin, thank God he quickened us. He heard something that brought our soul alive. So I'm thankful that he began to hear me. He heard you. He seen where you were. And so thank God, going back to Psalms 116, I'm going to stay here by the, by the grace of God, because he had inclined his ear unto me. That means he took the time to hear us. He took the time to see what condition we was in. And thank God he didn't leave us to ourselves. Therefore, I will call. This is what I heard when you were talking, Brother Brandon. I will call upon him as long as I live. That is a declaration that, Lord, no matter what, I still want to go. I'm still going to call upon your name. I'm not going to call upon friends and family. I'm not going to uh, rely on or lean on the arm of the flesh. But, Lord, I'm going to trust in you. I'm going to call upon you because you've proven that you answered. You've proven that you inclined your ears. I'm going to skip down a little bit. Uh, going to verse 5. Well, verse 4. Then called I upon the Lord. Uh, then I called upon the name of the Lord. Oh, Lord, I beseech thee. Is that not what we say? Who shall deliver me? Oh, what a wretched man that I am. Who shall deliver me from this body of death? But I thank God. So it's not anyone naturally, but I thank God through Christ Jesus. Thank God, Jesus Christ, he came to set at liberty the captive. 
He came and he began to set us free, Brother Phil. We no longer have to be bound, not just by ideology or religion, not just by worldly ideas, but I don't have to no longer be bound by this mind. But thank God he's able to make us and set us free. Y'all, he began to give us a new way of walking. Sister Cheryl, he gave us a new way of even perceiving or having an understanding of what does this really mean. There has to be more to life than to wake up, go to work, go to sleep, wake up, go to work, go to sleep, and do this for 80, 90 years. I would say 60, but somebody get offended. So it can't got to be more to life than doing that for 80, 90 years, Brother Brown. It has to be more than this, Brother Brandon. We talked about it last Sunday. The whole duty of man is to fear God and to keep his commandment. When you read the book of Ecclesiastes, at the end of each thing that Solomon studied, he says all vanity and vexation of spirit. So whether you have a lot of money, you say, oh, this is going to be good. But now you van it's all vanity and vexation because now you got to think about how to keep it. If you broke, you say, well, I don't have those problems. Now you got to worry about how to sustain yourself. So it's all vanity and vexation. You're going to stay vexed. It's always something to vex you. But if we keep our eyes on the prize and we realize why we're here and we realize who heard us when we cried out, Lord, we're going to call your name. We're going to remember your name. We're going to lift up your name. And so it doesn't matter what it looks like on the outside, what you're going through, you're going to remember. I'm going to remember the one that's able to answer our prayer. And once he answers it, I don't want to be one that don't say thank you and, and be a small brat or, 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 or someone with no home training. But I want to say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Uh, brother, we went to today. He was talking about going through storms, and uh, there's always his, his message. It was a pretty good message. It was okay. But it's not always that you're going through something because you did it. But you can be like a man by the name of Job. You were so faithful. You was not just faithful for yourself, but for your household. You was always giving offerings. You were sacrificing on others' behalf. You were just interceding for others. And it went up for a memorial. The Lord said, have you considered my servant Job? If we can live that life that no matter what, we just always thankful. The Lord said, have you considered such and such? They won't change. They won't waver. They still will bless my name. They still will keep my name. So you can't tell when everything is good, and you can't tell when they're going through something because they're still going to say, blessed be the name of the Lord. That's the testimony we want. We, you're going to go through things just living. Whether you saved or unsaved, just keep waking up. Just wake up. Man born a woman is a few days. And full of, just, just be born and wake up and trouble will find you. But thank God, I hope, Brother Brandon, if in this life only we had hope in Christ Jesus, we would be of all men most miserable. And so it's not just in this life only because he's brought life and immortality to life through the gospel. So we thank him for that. But thank God he didn't just bring us life here, giving us a baptism of the Holy Ghost. We have a chance to have life more abundantly. It's going to keep increasing. And so let's go down, if you don't mind, verse 6, verse 5. Gracious is the Lord and righteous. Yea, our God is merciful. And we just remind ourselves that he's a gracious God. 
We remind ourselves that he's righteous. We remind ourselves that he's merciful. We can't do anything but be glad when he said unto us, let us go into the house of the Lord. We can't be anything but glad when we begin to think about the goodness of the Lord to say hallelujah. If these are the things that we're keeping in the front list, brother, brother Cody, if these are the things we're meditating on, Day and night, the goodness of the Lord. And so you you meditating on his word, and then you balancing it with how great he is. You meditating on fellowshipping with the people of God, and then the Lord gave you the opportunity to be here. Oh, Lord, you're so gracious. Lord, you're so merciful. When we should have died, you said no. Mercy rewrote our life. And so you're just telling yourself this. It's hard not to David. He began to encourage himself in the Lord. And so these scriptures, if you meditate on them, when you're going through hard trials, when you're going through storms, you still say, Lord, you're gracious. Lord, you're righteous. Lord, you're merciful. And so that way you don't charge the Lord foolishly with your lips because it's what you're meditating on. You see, if we meditating on the wrong thing, we'll make a mistake and we all have. We say, Lord, why me? Or Lord, how this happened? I thought you was God. Why you didn't stop it? But, Lord, you're merciful. Lord, you're righteous. Lord, you're gracious. Your grace is sufficient. I'm still going to lift my hands. I'm still going to lift my eyes into the hills from which coming my help. Yeah. Who that was? David. Um, that's not David. Job. Don't he slay me? Yet, yet I'm still going to trust in him. I'm still going to rest in him. That's what, that's what trusted means. You're going to rest. You're going to rely. You're going to just, just, you, you're just going to, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Basically, you trusted that chair is going to keep you, so you relax. So I'm, I'm still going to trust you. I'm not fretful. I'm not on edge. I'm not saying, Lord, what's next? Lord, I'm trusting you. So even though it hurts, even though I don't understand, I remember you righteous. I remember you merciful. And I remember that you are good. You're gracious. Uh, next verse. The Lord preserveth the simple. The simple, that just means someone... Uh, <laughs> you, well, it's two ways to read simple. But here, not simple in understanding. You're just simple enough to believe. You trust him. He said, unless you come unto me as a little child. I just trust you, Lord. I'm giving you everything I have. Uh, return unto thy rest. I'm sorry. I was brought low. And look at this. He helped me. Uh, go down. I'm, I don't want, it's the whole chapter. I don't want to read the whole chapter. Verse 10. Well, verse 9. Sorry, I guess I skipped a lot. I will walk before the Lord. Thank God. Look at where you at. In the land of the living. I believe, therefore, have I spoken. I was greatly afflicted. And if I said in my haste, all men, or I said in my haste, all men are liars. But thank God, there's a righteous people. Thank God, there's a people that's keeping the word of God. And so it seems like they're nowhere. I can't find anyone but Jesus Christ. He began to let uh, Pilate know. He said, what is true? My word is true. There is a people that's in the land, and not just at this location, that believe the word of God is not just to read, it's not just to quote, it's not just to reference, but that the word of God is what to base your life upon. It's the way to live your life. That is the final authority. Thank God we found such a people. We found the people do we mess up? Yes, but thank God the word of God. It calls you to get back up. Say a just man he'll fall seven times. And so you'll, you'll fall, you'll make a mistake 
but being just being righteous, acknowledge it. Don't make excuses for it. Say, I missed the mark, but thank God he's still giving me grace because I can still breathe. I still have the activity of my limbs. I can repent. I can get it right and keep going with the Lord. And so, therefore, there is no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. We're not walking after the flesh, but thank God it's a group of people who are walking after the spirit. And so that's not, don't, don't get here the spirit and think it's spiritualism. And, and all of this, but it's being led by the Spirit of God. Going back. Remember being led by the Spirit of God. We're able to become the sons of God. And so how do I become his son? By growing up. How do I grow up? By following his Spirit. Who knows the ways of God but his Spirit? And so I have to learn how to listen, how to lean, how to be sensitive to his Spirit. I don't want to get off on that, but can you follow that? Is this being the son of God is actually growing up. We we're born, we receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, but we still haven't grown up. We still babes. We still young men. Um, but we have to keep growing. Once we're grown, once we've matured, once He brought us into completion, but well, thank God we no longer are just a servant, an heir. He differed nothing. From a servant, as long, even though he be Lord overall, as long as he's a child. And so we growing up. How do you grow up? Remember to be thankful. Remember from whence you came. Don't forget the pit from which the Lord has brought you from. Uh, side note for one minute. One of the things, I, I never say this about him in his absence, but he's here, so I'm glad I, I say it. One of the things that caused Brother Brown to work the way he worked is poverty and do the stuff he did. I understand that. But I, I, I wasn't born into poverty. So from someone not born into poverty, that looks insane. Where you was before you met the Savior, if you really remember, you're going to do as much as you can to stay as far away from going back to that ditch. I might be over here, but that one I'm good. Can you follow? And so when we're talking about remembering, it's not just one thing the Lord did. He, he, he healed my toe ache. My tooth was hurting, and I prayed, and he did. No. Remember when you had no hope. Remember when you had no understanding. You didn't know what the purpose of life was. Thank God for the physical mem uh, 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 miracles, but when he touched your mind, when he began to set you on the, on the street called straight and told you can run for your life, that you can actually make it. You don't have to keep going the way you kept going, but he's put you on a whole new path. Lord, I'm thankful. And so now he that running, he must run with all. We running with all our might. And so um, verse 12, Brother Brandon quoted this scripture. What shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits towards me? I will take the cup of salvation and call. Upon the name of the Lord. Why do you testify? Verse 14. I will pay my vows unto the Lord now in the presence of his people. This is why you should testify. All of his people. It's good you say something on Tuesday. But we're in house meeting. Everybody not there. All these people weren't there. Don't, don't, it's good you might have said something on Friday. But some people weren't there Friday. That's on Sunday. So anytime there's an opportunity. To get up and let the Lord know that you thank me. You declare whose side you're on. It's timely for that. Anytime you declare that you're on the Lord's side, it's timely for that. Uh, verse, uh, 
15. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. That's not a physical death, but for me to die out, for me to mortify. Going back to the scripture, Romans chapter 12. I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord, which is your reasonable service. Here you're dying out. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's the death that's taking place. It's not what the world says, and the world, I'm not talking about that's out there. It's the world in here. All that's in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. If we have these things in us, <laughs> the love of the Father, not in us. So that's what we're killing so that more God can be made manifest in our life. Can you follow? The whole chapter, good. I'm a, I'm a, verse, verse 17. Uh, I heard you, brother, brother Isaiah, Friday night. I will offer to thee the sacrifice of thanksgiving. Is everything good? No, it's a sacrifice, but I'm going to give it to you, Lord, because I'm still thankful. I'm giving you the sacrifice of thanksgiving, and what will I do? I'm going to call upon the name of the Lord. How many times is that in that chapter, calling upon the name of the Lord? He's trying to let you know he's your refuge. He's your fortress. He's my God, and him will I trust. Don't trust in any other. Keep remembering to call upon the name of the Lord. Um, verse 18, one more time. And I will pay my vows now. I will pay my vows unto the Lord now in the presence of his people and in the courts of the Lord's house in the midst. Thank God of Jerusalem, the Jerusalem. Praise ye the Lord. So I stood just to say I'm thankful. I stood just to magnify his name. I stood just to remind you, just in case you might have forgot for a second, that the Lord is gracious. The Lord is righteous. The Lord is merciful. The Lord, he's understanding his compassion and fail it not. To remember these things when you're going through. And when you're not going through, it's actually easier to forget, Brother Russell, because the um, sufficiency of the day, the evil thereof, we start resting in our goodness and what we think is right and what we did. But we remembered Nebuchadnezzar, never forget him. It's not just the great city Babylon. I have built. He forgot. He was the battle axe in the hand of the Lord. And so don't look at your life and say, I did this, I did that. Look at my accomplishment here, my accomplishment there. But Lord, I'm thankful for you allowing me to be a vessel. And I don't want anything you've given to me to keep it to myself. But Lord, let me be an instrument to pour into others. So I'm thankful to be here today. That's, that's all I have, but I'm thankful. Psalms 116 went throughout the meeting tonight, if you think about it. T today, these two, I don't know how many I can do with them. Uh, but I'm thankful. By the grace of God, we can make it, people of God. Love you all. As we were uh, opening up the meeting, thinking about all those wonderful songs of Zion, thinking about our Savior, thinking about that lamb that was slain from the foundation of the world, 
and I was just, my mind uh, just kind of went back, uh, just thinking about the sacrifice. I, this scripture actually came to my mind, actually, uh, in conjunction with the songs and the tent of the meeting. I thought about how he said when he looked, and there was none. He said, therefore, my own arm brought salvation to me. He said his righteousness is sustained him. He said he was clad with zeal for a cloak. He said, and the garment of heaven is for a spirit of praise. And so I'm thankful for him, thankful for that sacrifice that he made. It was that we would have this opportunity in the time in which we live. I appreciate, just so much appreciate everything that was said. Brother Brandon, I uh, really enjoyed him just pouring out his heart. Just, uh, my God, to see that. I'm, I'm thankful, I, and so that, that uh, just a reminder, we couldn't, uh, uh, just thinking about, we couldn't save ourselves, that was necessary, I believe the Bible talked about in the 20th chapter of Acts, he talked about, he was telling them, Paul uh, uh, was telling them, Act 20th chapter, let me read, uh, let me read it, uh, try to, my mind racing a little bit, let me just, uh, he was talking about feeding. I wanted to go to that point of purchase. That is our redemption. He purchased our redemption. It was with his life that he purchased our redemption. And so I appreciate God uh, for that. Let me just, just a couple of scriptures here. I just thought about it uh, as, the, as, as the meeting was going forward. Uh, Acts 20 and 28. That's the one I was actually thinking about. said, take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock of God, over which the Holy Ghost had made you overseers to feed the church of God, which he has purchased with his own blood. Thank God he purchased our redemption. He purchased our life. I think he, he goes on. I think that was, I was thinking about the scripture. Uh, he talked about to the redemption of the purchase prize. I might, I might be misquoting that scripture, but nevertheless, I'm so thankful that one day there was no, there was need for an intercessor. There is no thank God for all that had come before. What he said, he said, all that came before me, they were thieves and robbers, but I'm glad for the great I am that finally came. I am that bread of life. Thank God if a man would eat thereof, he'll not die. And so I'm glad that he was that same lamb as John. He began to look down the shores of Galilee. Behold, the lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. And so I'm glad that God had given us this wonderful opportunity. It's not that we would actually be, that is, a, a religious group of people, but that in the fullness of time, we begin to, as we had born, the image of the earthly, that we would actually begin to bear the image of the heavenly, that we would actually be just like him, made, being made conformable, that is, to the image of Christ. And I was thinking about as Brother LJ mentioned that, we're trying to grow up into him, and that is, in the fullness of the measure of the stature of Jesus Christ. We don't want to be any more children. Thank God, we don't want to be children. When I was a child, Paul said, I spake as a child, I thought as a child, I understood as a child, but when I became a man, but when we begin to grow up, when we begin to mature, thank God, and that's what he was telling Peter. He said, Peter, you went where you would. When you were young, you went where you would. He said, but you, when, as you grow old, you're going to stretch forth your hand and another will 
leads you in a way that you wouldn't go. Thank God we understand where he is leading us. But thank God we're not, we're not, we're not despising where he's leading us. We're, he's leading us to, us to, he led Peter to, he's going to lead us there to a crucified life. Thank God. And so Paul, when he began to make those statements, I am crucified with Christ. That's what we're trying to do. And so we're trying to grow up in him in the fullness of the measure of the stature of Christ. And so I'm just thankful that God gave us this opportunity. And so I, I, I just want to tell him thank you. I, how can we, how can we, how can I say thanks? How can I say thanks outside of living a life Thank God that he wants us to live. We're telling him thank you. I'm telling him I appreciate you. Thank God for the sacrifice that you made. With all my heart, I will sing. Hallelujah. And so I'm thankful that God gave us this wonderful chance, but it was because of him. It was because of him, and God knew. Think about it. From the foundation, I mentioned that, from the foundation of the world, a lamb was slain in the mind of God. Thank God it was already done, wasn't it? Remember how he said that is in, uh, God in sundry time, divers manner spake unto the past by the Father, has now in these last days spoken to us by his dear Son, whom he made heir of all things, who being the brightness of his coming and the express image of his person. And so that's who he's trying to make us into, the express image of Christ, who is in the express image of the Father. So I'm glad that God gave us this opportunity, but it's not just for us. I'm back to that point there. Not just for us to be a religious group of people, but my God, we're heading somewhere, aren't we? We're trying to do something, aren't we? Weren't we trying to mortify? Aren't we trying to crucify? He said, if ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of this body, then it's then you shall live. We, we understand the other part of it. If you live after the flesh, you shall die. But if ye through the Spirit, thank God for that wonderful Spirit of God. Thank God for that power that he gave, that he sent on the day of Pentecost. I don't know about you, but I tell you, I was a young man walking my walking this course of this world. That's what he said in, in, in Ephesians. He said, you were dead, trespass of sin. You walked according to the course of this world, according to the course of the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. My God, that was me one day. But when I met the Savior, my Lord, my life has never been the same. Thank God I don't ever want to forget that wonderful day. Don't want to forget that hour when I received that power. And so I'm thankful he's given us power. That's what he did, Brother LJ, to become the sons of God, mature, grown up to the fullness of the measure of the statue of Christ. And so I remember my own self, and I'm headed somewhere, I'm not, but I remember my own self. I came in, had all these worldly, woolly ideas, wasn't, wasn't, didn't have a lot of religion on me. I grew up in a certain denomination, and I was, at nine years old, I was declared a candidate for water baptism. I tell you, and I went down in the water, a dry devil, I came up a wet devil. Nothing changed in me, but I'm telling you, that was one day, January 5th, 1992. God got a hold of me. Thank God this soul that was dead in trespasses and sin, now he quickened it. He brought it alive to them. 
My mind began to change. What I would begin to do started to change. Where I began to go started to change. Thank God, and it wasn't just there. You can't stop there. Thank God, Lord, is that Peter? He said, as newborn babe, once I received this wonderful gift, you have to be taught. You have to be nurtured. You have to be brought up in the thing. You have to be taught the ways of God. It, it, it baffles me how in this religious world people say, well, yeah, I know the Lord, and I'm not doubting that. I'm not, I wouldn't unchristianize anybody. But thank God I know him as much as I know about the word of God. And this is how we get to know. We learn of his way. We learn what he loves. We learn what he hates. That's what we learn about him. And so many shall say, didn't Jesus Christ say that? Many shall say unto me that day, Lord, Lord, have we, have we not cast out devils? We've done many wonderful works. You depart from me. You workers of iniquity. I never knew you. Never had a relationship. I'm telling you, if you want to get a relationship with him, you learn about him sit down learn about him my god he said come unto me all ye that labor i don't know about you and are heavy laden i can't all of us from the fall of adam we were burned down with this nature of sin with sin but my god i'm glad one day that was a man hallelujah by one man disobedience sin into the world and death by sin but why one man's obedience Many were made righteous. And so I don't know about you. I'm not righteous yet. It was declared to me. He declared us righteous. Thank God. But I'm, I believe in the fullness of time if we stay here. We stay on this beaten path. Thank God we can, we can be made the righteousness of God, not in a system, not in a man, but thank God in him. And so in him dwelled all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. That's how we're going to be made complete. Actually, that thing, that thinking about that, that brought me back to that first song that we sang. You see, we can come, we, all of us, we have situation, but when we come here, we, this may have brought us here. Marriage problem, financial problem, these may be the reason, the ways that we got here. But my God, when we begin to consider, I have not come just to a place. I have not just come to Christ that can deliver me from all that. I don't know about you. I'm not here for fishes and loaves to have this right, health right, marriage right, finances right. Thank God I want to be made whole. I want to be made whole. I want, I want, my God, that's our desire, isn't it? So what if he saved us from this hideous disease? So what if he uh, saved my finances? So what if he saved my marriage? What then? I still got a soul that needs to be saved. And so when I came to him, heavy laden, he said, and you shall find rest for your soul. Thank God we begin to enter into that rest. When he gave us the baptism of the Holy Ghost, he said, with stammering lips and another tongue will I speak to this people. And so he, we begin to enter into his rest, but that's not it. That's not the end of it. My God, there still remained the rest for the people of God. And so we'd like to be able to enter into that rest. What do you mean rest? To cease from the works of the flesh. Completely. My God. So I'm thankful to be here. I just said to let the Lord know how much I appreciate him. Thank God for this wonderful path. You have, you have, listen, I am the way. There's a lot of ways out there, but I am the way. I'm the truth. I'm the life. No man can come through the Father. It's but by me. But 
thank God he put us on a path to life. And I don't know about you, I just want to stay here till I get eternal life that he promised to me if I overcome. And so I'm glad to be here. Just stood to let the Lord know how much I appreciate him. Want to encourage us, just stay on this beaten path. My God, it'll, it, it's easy to take off ramps, but my God, if we can just stay here, we can made, be made conformable to the image of Christ. That's what we're trying to get to. I'm glad to be here. I just appreciate God. And then let the Lord know how much we appreciate we can. And not just for, thank God for Christ, but thank God for this path of eternal life. I love the, love the tenor of the meeting, the expression, the gratitude, uh, not being negligent, pay our vows to the Lord. But I'm so thankful for this wonderful power, this do the most that he put in you and I called the Holy Ghost, that we can walk differently, think differently, react differently. Oh, God, thank you, Lord. And when Jesus Christ, as was said here today, came to his own, that's the nation of Israel, they received them not. But as many as did receive them, that was talking about that first century church. To them gave he the power, which is the Holy Ghost, to become the sons of God. But, Rest of that verse said, even them that believe on his name. That's you and I, 2,000 years later. Thank God he left something for us, didn't he? The Holy Ghost, my God, is just as powerful today as it was 2,000 years ago. It still can quicken your soul, can make straight path for your feet, and that which is lame cannot be turned out of the way. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you for the plan of eternal life and mortality to overcome death, hell, and the grave. Thank you, Lord. You didn't have to choose it, but you laid your hands on me. Thank God I'm glad he laid his hands on me. That's a new testament ministry, anointing your eyes, giving you the eyesight. My God, that I can see the things that's pleasing and plainly given us of the Lord. Aren't you happy today? Forget about yesterday. I can't do a thing about it, but thank God this is the day the Lord has made. I want to rejoice. You didn't hear me. I said I want to rejoice. You didn't hear me. I want to rejoice and be glad in it all the times. Oh, God, all the times that I didn't know, but you was leading me in heaven and guiding me to bring us to this good, good day. What makes this day good? It's the day I can overcome. It's the day of grace. Thank you, Lord. Oh, God, blessed be your holy name. Thank you, Lord, for your good grace, your good mercy. songs, just feeling this wonderful spirit today, you know, gratitude, just being thankful, it causes the Lord to respond to you, it does, just to be thankful, not just with the words of your mouth, not with the words of your mouth only, but your actions, your behavior, the meditation of your, of your mind, the words of your mouth. It causes, you know, you can't complain and be thankful at the same time. 
You have to give up one to do the other one. I think I'll give up mumbling. What about you? I think I'll just give up complaining. What about you? I won't talk about all the things that's wrong. We sing a song here. Uh, think about the good things the Lord has done. Don't think about the what? But think about the how the Lord brought you out. Do you not know you was going down for the last time in a world of sin? Mine degraded. My heart was cemented, and so was yours. You, who was dead in trespass and sin. My God, we all was that way. But not because of something I did. I didn't steal a bad spirit. I didn't steal a bad attitude. By one man, as Brother Michael quoted, sin entered into the world and death by sin. So death passed upon all men. I was born that way. You're not a sinner because you sin. No, you sin because you're a sinner. You was born a sinner. A dog don't bark so you can become a dog. He is a dog, so he barked. A cat meowed because it's a cat. You sin because you was a sinner. That's why a man must be born again. Thank God the first time I was born, I was born of Adam, born with a death sentence. But when I was born again, I was born to live. And so when you receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, by God, you have completed that out of the womb experience. Now, as newborn babes, that's desire the sincere milk of the word. How do you do it? Stop and say, Lord, thank you for life first. Thank you, Lord, for giving me the Holy Ghost. I don't know much. But I felt your touch. So here I am, Lord, broken, sad, messed up. But you don't make mistakes. You knew I was messed up when you saved me. Hallelujah. You knew I had problems when you saved me. Hallelujah. Since you didn't make mistakes, I'm on this beaten path that's going to lead me to eternal life. I said, thank you, Lord. I said, thank you, Lord. If you don't do nothing else in my life, you've given me a chance for life. I thank you, Lord. I got eyes. I can see this. I can see this. The Bible said where there is no vision, um, people perish. Why do they perish? Because of lack of knowledge. You have to see the Lord loves you enough that he gave his only begotten son. Not only did he give him, that he would be spit on. He would be ridiculed. He would be marked and scorned and rejected of men. A man of sorrow was acquainted with grief. Thank God, but he had me on his mind. I had you on his mind. Here it is in 2024. We still here and still got a chance to overcome. Isn't he a wonderful God? Isn't he worthy of it all? I think I'll just stop and tell the Lord, wave at him. I'll just tell the Lord, thank you, Lord. I appreciate you, Lord. Glory be to your name, Lord. If one hand get tired, I'll use the other one. And when I feel my strength, I want to lift up both my hands. Lord, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. Look at you, Lord. You didn't have to do it. You didn't have to do it. For a righteous man, some would die. Preventure for a good man, some would even dare to die. But God commend his love for us while we was yet sinners. Christ died for us. wonderful God. What kind of moron wouldn't love a God like this? Oh, God. And I like it. I like it. You know what he did for me? He did for me what I couldn't do for myself. I wasn't righteous. He just imputed it to me. He just accounted you to be righteous. Why? Because you did right? No, because you believed in Christ. Because you believed that he died in your stead. He imputed righteousness to you like he did for Abraham. Righteousness was imputed to him. But then what did Abraham do? He had to cooperate. Yeah. When the Holy Ghost said, leave your kindred, the land of your father and your nativity, come to a land that flow with milk and honey, Abraham said, I'll go. Yeah, 
When he said, offer up your son, your firstborn, your, not your firstborn, but your only son, Isaac, he said, offer him up. My God. And so what did he do? The Bible tells you in what is it, Romans chapter 6, is first obedience unto righteousness. But then it's righteousness unto holiness. So the first thing you learn to do is obey. I said obey. And the Lord tells you, listen, that the meditation of your heart, what do you really think about? Do you think about your problems and your shortcomings and your weaknesses and what's not wrong? Or do you think about what Jesus Christ? Do you think about it? He loved you enough, God did, that Christ died for you. He didn't die for junk. God doesn't make junk. If he died for you, it must be something worth you. Amen. Are you with me, saints of God? Think about it. I said, think about it. He didn't call you to die. He called you to make it. Every one of you, you here today, you have a chance to make it. It's okay about the mistakes you made and the shortcomings. And it's okay about that. I can't do nothing about yesterday. But thank God, I'm going to say it again. This is the day. This is the day the Lord has made. I can do something about today, and it's going to project my tomorrow. What are you doing by today? My God, I'm still going to trust God. If you trust him in a little, brother, you got to learn how to trust him in everything. I think he says some trust in chariots, uh, some trust in horses. But we, we remember the name of the Lord. Because why? That's the name of the Lord. It's a strong tower. The name of the Lord is the order of God. It's the integrity of God. It's the righteousness of God. My God, if he imputed righteousness into me, it's so we can become made the righteousness of God. It's a process. It's not just counted to me. That's where we start off. You're justified by faith. That's how you start off, as Brother Michael was saying. That's a newborn babe. It's imputed to you. But listen, the Bible said even a child is known by his doings. So I um, wasn't righteous. It was imputed to me. But then I began to learn to do right. Don't run to evil for evil. Overcome evil with good. I remember how he told us, Brother Mike, if his man smite me on one cheek, turn the other one. And I don't mean literally, don't put your hands on me now, I'm going to have to sue you. If you hit me, I'm gonna have to, you got to pay me. <laughs> I'll take the lick, but I will see you in court. <laughs> You'll have to pay me to hit me. Uh, but Brother Brown, the Bible didn't say sue. No, what the Bible did tell me, brother, if you sue me, uh, I should give you, take my coat, I'll give you my clothes also. It tells me that. So don't worry about suing me, I'm going to sue you first. I'm being facetious here. <laughs> Point I'm making is this. If you do me wrong, turn the other cheek is metaphoric. It simply means to treat you as if you've done nothing. It don't mean it's, it's somebody that's stepped across the face. But if you mistreat me, I'll give you a brand new slate. I won't hold it against you in my heart. I'll let it go. I'll let it go. But I'm going to watch your hand now. I'll raise your hand again. I'm going to run. <laughs> the point I'm making is this. He imputed righteousness to us until he could teach us righteousness. And so when you come to the kingdom of God, you're learning his ways. That's what Brother Michael was quoting. He said, uh, come unto me, all you that are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke, my yoke. That's the laws of God, the old and the new covenant, so we can learn to please him. As you're doing these things, you're being made the righteousness of God. And so not only will he's imputed righteousness to you, but once you become the righteousness of God, I think he says, in Christ Jesus, it's no longer to be imputed. That's what you are. That's what you are. You have made righteousness. But that's not enough. Remember, uh, Romans 6 is first is obedient unto, let me hear you say it. It's obedient unto what? I can't hear you. What is obedience unto what? Righteous. righteous, but keep reading. Can't stop with being righteous. Righteous just simply means you're doing that. Bible said, he that doeth righteousness is righteous. That's not enough. Righteous will get you a resurrection. But my God, we didn't come here for a resurrection. Brother, for us, there's only one. 
Blessed is he that, that uh, take part in the what? First. We don't have a resurrection message. We have a first resurrection message. Blessed and holy is he that has part in the first resurrection. But on such, the second death. The second death is the end of you. That's the end of you. But such, such, such second death had no power. When that's happened, brother, you have been made the righteous of God. You have completed your resurrection. Your soul has resurrected out of this old body of death. I think Paul says, what is that, the seventh chapter of the book of, uh, uh, book of uh, Romans, the seventh chapter. He said, oh, wretched man that I am. What make you wretched is because when you would do good, evil is present. And that which you would not do, that you do. And that which you would not do, that you find yourself doing. He said, then I find a law. When I would do good, a righteous, evil is present. So he said, oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this body of death? My God, be thankful. He said, I thank God for Jesus. Yeah. I said, be thankful. Thank God for Jesus. Yeah. Hallelujah. Thank God. That's the answer. He is what delivers you from this old body of death. You don't have to be a sinner. Why? Because the righteousness of God has been imputed to me, and now he's making me righteous. He's making me righteous. Now, that's not enough, as I said. It's righteousness unto holiness. Righteous, he that do it righteous, and I'm thankful for that, is righteous. That's what John says. But God has a requirement for his people. Be holy as I am holy. Holy is not just doing what's right. Holy is being like God, just, righteous, pure, undefiled, sanctified, consecrated. It's a different element. It's a different elevation. It's not a dirty word. It's not how long you wear your dresses and uh, face all ashy. Put some grease on your face. It's okay. I'm trying to show that I'm, 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 I'm fast. That's not how you show your fasting. You show your fasting by putting this old man uh, to death, not feeding the flesh and the fleshly appetite. So it's not how long you, some of the meanest people I've seen on the earth is long women wearing long dresses. Well, curse you out. Cut your dress a little short and stop being so mean. It's not uh, <laughs> stripping someone down. Well, the Bible said a woman shouldn't wear jewelry. That's not what he said. Go back and read it. It said don't be adorned because of jewelry. Now, look at you. I can't see uh, any holiness. I can't see any attributes of Christ. All I can see is that big gold pearl you got around your neck looking like Miss T. <laughs> I remember Mr. T. Remember Mr. T? That man had gold everywhere, including his mouth. <laughs> but uh, here's the point. You don't want to be adored. That's what he says. Uh, because for putting on apparel and wearing uh, that is of jewelry. And so there's nothing against it. That's one of the things they had in the minister's meeting about sisters wearing jewelry. Well, brother, holiness is not what you put on. Holiness is what comes out of you. Now, I do agree. If you clean the inside of the cup and the platter, it should show outside. But if you can teach the letter, but the letter kill it and the spirit give it life. You listening to me? And so I'm so holy, it's not something you wear. Holiness is something you are. It's what you are. You're sanctified, consecrated, devoted. I said, thank you, Lord. I wish it was a pair of pants. I'll make sure they was nice and long. Our trip over there would be so long. But it's not your pants. And I wish it was a matter of white shirt. All you got to do is wear a white shirt and I'll be holy. Brother, it's not that simple. It's an attitude. It's a consciousness. It's dedication, consecration, 
sanctification from the flesh, undefiled with my filthy thinking. They stole my dog, I'm going to steal the cat. They shot my puppy, I'm going to kill the mule. That's a corrupt way of thinking. I said, that's a corrupt way of thinking. You wouldn't think that way, but I said, thank God for Christ Jesus. He delivered me from this old wretched man that we are. So with the mind, with, I'm sorry, with the flesh, you serve the law of sin. But with the mind, your mind is your intellect, it's your soul. We serve the law of God. My mind is on Jesus. What about yours? I said, what about yours? So I'm happy today. What about you? I'm going to let you go, but I'm excited today. I'm encouraged today. I'm motivated, inspired, rejuvenated. I think I done tanked up enough to take me all the way to Tuesday. Amen. God bless everyone. Let me give you something else. I, I love Sister Betty. She know I don't mean her no harm. I can't help a pick at her. When I first met Sister Betty, she was about to trip over those dress. She had that, that blouse so long down to the palm of her hand. That's what they told her holiness was. God bless her soul. Sister Betty got over here and got sanctified. Next thing I know, she's showing all her wrist bones. I said, I'm going to tell the bishop on you. Showing all your, and then the next thing, start showing them ankles. God bless you. Tell them that the Lord has set me free. Oh, I wish it was a matter of that. And just for the benefit of some who differ with me, and that's okay, I don't mind. You got a right. Everybody has a right to be wrong. I don't mind about you being wrong. Consider this. I don't know why it's back on my mind. I guess because it was on the, one of the things on the minister's meeting. I hope we could have got to it, but we're too busy talking about the trees. They said, well, uh, a jury... It's a bad thing on a woman. Do you think God would use a bad illustration? you think Christ himself would use a bad illustration? Go back and read the gospel of Luke, the prodigal son. When that father saw his son coming, who was actually considered dead, when he saw him coming, look what he told his servant, go kill the fatty calf. He said, get the best robe. And when he saw him, he put a ring on his finger. If a ring was evil, do you think Christ would use that illustration? In the 16th chapter of the book of, Le of Leviticus, look what he says about Israel. When she was polluting his own blood, and he said, live. Look what he said. He said he gave her rings. He gave her bracelets. He gave her rings in the ears and in the nose. Probably had one in the toe. But the point I'm making is this. God used an illustration. He wouldn't use an illustration if it was wrong. The key for the Bible is moderation. It's temperance. You don't want to be adored for it. You don't want to be admired for it, but for a sweet spirit, an ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, not quick to pout and fuss and poke your mouth out. Temperance is the key. The New Testament standard is temperance, moderation. Give you a scripture. Don't believe nothing, Brother Brown said. I'm so happy about the Bible. Look what he says. Look what he says. He says, uh, Philippians chapter 4, let your moderation be known unto all men. For the Lord is at hand. Thank you, Lord. I said, thank you, Lord. That's the, that's the New Testament standard. It's temperance and moderation. Nothing in excess. Nothing to uh, be adored because of uh, some, uh, uh, some ornament. The ornament, as he says in 1 Peter 3, is a meek and quiet spirit. Amen. I said, thank you, Lord. When I was in bondage, it was all about do's and don'ts and cans and can'ts. Brother, that'll make a man run for his life. There's too many rules. Look on the wall. When I was in that B church, they had the Ten Commandments. 
They had all ten of them on the wall. How many remember that? That wasn't enough. Then they had what they called the church covenant. As if the Ten Commandments wasn't enough, you added something else. So I don't need all of that. Don't give me another rule. No more. That's enough. 1,189 chapters is enough. Don't write another chapter. My God, I say, Lord, give me a grace to give it the walk in what you've already given us. It suffice. Look what Jesus said in the seventh chapter of Luke. I'm, I'm Mark, I'm sorry, I'm supposed to stop. I'm sorry. He said, listen, look what he says. You made the word of God of no effect for your tradition. You try to make the tradition become equal to the word of God. The word of God has no equal. In, in Psalms 138, he magnifies his word above his name. So don't bring your tradition and try to put them up there. They don't, they don't compare. They don't compare. Give you one more scripture, and I'm going to stop. If God give me grace. Jesus said, look, I know your hearts. The things that are highly esteemed among men. All of your customs and your cultures and your do's and your don'ts. All the things that's highly esteemed among men is an abomination to God. I said, thank you, Lord. So it's not being religious, it's being made right. And it's not enough being right, it's being made holy. Say holy. Say holy. You got to say it three times, holy. You read the book of Revelation, and each time they said holy, holy, holy. Holy within, holy without, and holy all about. Where did that come from? I don't know, but I like it. <laughs> all right. Are you happy today, saints of God? It's a good life, isn't it? It's a good life the Lord has given us. It's a good life. It's a clean life. It's a righteous life. It's a holy life. It's a pure life. It's an upright life. Hallelujah. And if I fall down, I'm going to get back up. I didn't start out to play. It's a battleground, brother, not a recreation room. It's a fight, and it's not a game. Amen. So the righteous fall seven times. You didn't fall side seven if you didn't do two, three, four, five. That means the emphasis there is not the number seven. You, you fall, and you get up until you don't fall no more. You overcome it. Don't be weary and well-doing. You reap in due season. If you what? Faint not. Glory be to God. What a wonderful God. What a wonderful hope. What a wonderful opportunity. I shall say he's wonderful. That's what Isaiah said. His name shall be called wonderful. He is counselor. He is the mighty God. He is the everlasting father, and he is the prince of peace. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Give me five, yeah. Sister Tony. Yeah. yeah. You ain't number flush no way. <laughs> I was just teasing. You're my, you're my girl. Amen. It's a good life. It's a good life. Let's all stand. I know we have done it before, but I think he's worth a double honor. Let's tell the Lord we thank him. We appreciate what he's done for us. We want to walk worthy of the vocation wherewith we've been called.
It doesn't. Look at your neighbor. Say, by the grace of God, grace of God I feel the same way. Can you grab some collarbone? Let's grab some collarbone for you. <laughs> grab some collarbone, girl. Oh, God bless you, Lord. Grab some collarbone. Amen. Grab somebody collarbone. Come on, come over here, son. Let me grab your collarbone. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. This is the day. This is the day of Jubilee. You know what Jubilee means? All debt is canceled. Seven was 49. The next year was the year of relief. It's called Jubilee. All debt goes free. It's showing you the plan of God. God works in sevens. And the 49,000 year, the creation order of God, is the year of Jubilee. That's world without end. Nobody owes nobody nothing. Everything's free. That is, no longer are you bound to the to the ground. Uh, dog is not bound to chase the cat, and the cat's not bound to eat the rat. The rat has stopped eating up my house. Everything counsel goes back to the original state. Your jubilee is when you can release everybody from all animosity, all unforgiveness, all debt. Let it all go. This is a new life in Christ. Amen. As Brother LJ say, the faint don't understand jubilee, though. They're not cancel, they're not cancel no debt until you pay it in full. So, uh, we want to bless the Lord with our sons. Before we do so, let's pray for those who are in need. I need the ongoing prayer list. Isn't it a good day? It really is a good day. Sister Shama, I so enjoyed you. You know, God knows who to give what gift to. If I could do what you do, if I could sing like that, as much as I love you, I'll be on TV. I would. I'll be a singing preacher. When you can't sing and all you can do is preach, you can't afford to miss it. Singing preachers get up and miss it all the time. They cover it up with a song. When I miss it, I just got to go sit down with my head bowed. I can't tote a note in a briefcase. I can't afford to miss it. I can't afford it. Uh, pray for Sister Grace and I, especially Sister Grace. She has knee replacement. I'm trying to do one as soon as possible. Then I'll do my last one so I can... Uh, I, I was talking about... Consider not doing his other knee because it's not hurting me. Then I thought about it. Mama called that uh, one with a limp. She was talking about somebody can't walk right. That's a bad picture in the Bible. But having unequal legs. So I got to do it just, about, just for my conscience sake. You guys may be thinking I've got suede. <laughs> when I was young, I had no better sense. I tried to sway. 
Now I'm walking, I am squinting. I say, oh, God forbid, I want to walk all right. So I got to get this other leg done so I don't sway. I've been watching these brothers. They pick up all your bad habits. I had a brother, Sister Grace heard this man telling me that Brother Cody J. Sunday, last Sunday, how was outstanding, you blessed the people. He said, he's your son. I guess he thought of you as natural. I said, yes, he is. He said, he smiles like you. He preached like you. He even walked like you. Didn't he say to Sister Grace? So I watch you. Sure do sway, brother. But I want you to know I can't help it. Watch how you start walking. Watch him. Now you better straighten up, brother. Walking an old man. Those 42 children came up and marked Elijah. Two bears got him too. Bear and full bear. But uh, pray for Sister Grace and brother and myself. I'm doing excellent. Mine is sharper. My health is excellent that I know of. My vision is clear. I thank you, Lord. I can't stop aging, but I mean to do it with grace. Now, flesh and blood can't inherit the kingdom of God, so death got to come one day. But just know this, it's got to come from me. I'm not going out to meet it. Good to see you, young lady. God bless you. Uh, the work that's in St. Marcus and trying to find a home that we can actually own. There? What else? Is that all? The job situation for the beloved. Uh, if your job interfered with your being in a church meeting, pray that God would bless you with a better job. You do have to work to make a living, but you're not living to work. They don't only give you money, they can't give you eternal life. Or anything that interfered with your dedication to God, that's not the will of God. The blessing of the Lord make you rich, be added no sorrow. And so if you're missing meetings, that's the sorrows in your life. Let's pray that God will bless those who have such situations. And all the people of God that's traveling. I think most of everyone has made it back. We do have a lot of people who feel. Uh, I'll get to them last. Your, our aging parents. Try to make it. But he typically calls me almost every day of the week. He don't call me on Sundays. It's the only time he doesn't call me. I try to call him if he don't call me. But I'm, no, I'm not your example. Bible. You young people, I won't go off on no tantrum. That's something that's not taught today, how to honor your parents. Not even how taught how to honor your adults. I won't talk about men. Oh, if I was a child and an adult passed by, They didn't have to speak to me. I had to speak to them first. I had to speak to them. I didn't have a choice. They could speak to me and not speak, but I had to speak to them. I had to acknowledge them. And when they talked to you, I had to look at them. You can hold your head down and look up. You had to look up and acknowledge them. I watch kids today walk right in front of you, don't, like you're not even there, invisible. Bad home training. Teach your children to respect older, honor the horror head, older people. Teach them that. They came. Well, it's our Asian parents. My mother's gone. My father's here. But I thank God for good home training. No doubt it's going to last me till the day I go to the grave. Children respect adults. Don't walk past them without saying, excuse me. Don't look at them and not acknowledge them. 
It won't fail even speak to you. Even in the church, he yields. It's Brother Vincent, stand up. It's Brother Vincent's uh, sister. And I want you to know, look, we don't hold that against you. You didn't choose that. That's not your doing. No, we're just being joking. We love Brother Vincent. God bless you. She's Holy Ghost for you. Holy Ghost, tongue talker, holy roller. Are you all of that? I'm rolling right along with you. I know I'm rolling holy. And God bless you. Uh, yeah. No, ma'am, I don't wear long dresses either. Don't feel bad. <laughs> i never seen nobody lust over nobody's ankles anyway. That's ridiculous. Oh, look at those ankles. Throw a net over you, brother, and haul you all. Those who are wounded. Jesus' people get hurt in the house of prayer. Even Jesus said, Zechariah, whether you receive these wounds, house of my prayer. People get hurt in houses of worship. The vow I made to God came this way. I've seen enough hurt. Lord, please, whatever you enable us to do, let it not be a place. Don't hurt. I've been wounded. I've been hurt. I've been scathed of people misused. I don't want to see another person have to suffer that again. So let's pray for those who are wounded, those who are confused and scattered, because such were some of you. Amen. Uh, you can pray in your seat. You don't have to stand. Some people think because he's standing, the prayer is closer to heaven. No, it's not. Pray in your seat. Brother Rom, let's give, let's give a list of ill people, quite a few of them. Sister Tiffany, let Brother. me get her first. Sister Tiffany is having some symptoms that's likely to but she doesn't have the flu. Then she took the COVID test. She doesn't have COVID. But you know how you all are when somebody coughs, you're looking at them. I know you are because I am too. But let's pray for her. Brother Rom has similar conditions. Brother Rick Powell. And Sister Christine, all four of those are having uh, conditions. Brother, I'm sorry. Brother, um, my goodness. Brother Charles' father. Past. Let's remember Brother Charles and his family and Brother Rock, his household does have the flu. Uh, let's pray for them. Brother Charles, on behalf of this assembly, our prayers with you. I want to mention that. I know that you're going back to Haiti. Haiti? Can't go? You're not the interpreter, you can talk to me. Can't get there? Can't get there? Father, please. I know when I talk to you, you're trying to go. Yes, sir. I, I was going, but look like Sister Alien don't want me to go. But everything, flight, everything already arranged to go, but nobody wants me to go. Well, you know the condition that's there right now is quite bothered. As a matter of fact, I was reading a couple of days ago about these games, which actually run in for the most part, it's Port au Prince. Larger cities. Gotten so bad now they actually wanted people. That right? Wanted people home and bringing them out, robbing them, putting them home. That's pretty bad. That's pretty. Bad. It's just that the city, Port-au-Prince, and all the metropolitan areas actually ran. Yeah, we need to pray for that. Island. Are uh, you familiar with? I'm sure you. Always was bad, but now it's extremely bad. 
much worse. So let's pray for that Haiti, that island, please. The church closed. I understand they're kidnapping pastors now and making the congregation uh, pay the, uh, the ransom for pastors. My Lord. So that's, uh, I'm sorry you can't go to your father's memorial. We'll be praying for you and for that the situation. Sister Lina said, your uncle. Sister Sierra, thank you, sister. Having some conditions as it as well. You don't have to stand. You just, uh, in your heart, humble yourself. Let's ask the Lord to remember all these petitions, all these requests. Gracious God, we thank you for your loving kindness. Hear all these petitions, all the requests. Lord, that you would meet the needs of each one of these people. Remember those who are bereaved, encourage their hearts and their minds. Let them know you never leave or forsaken, Lord. But you're with them always, even to the end of the world. Those who need better jobs, better work hours. Oh God, that you will remember them and show them great favor. Those who are afflicted in their bodies, the names that we're called, those who are ill. Dear God, speak the word of healing and health and restoration of their bodies. We give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. Gracious God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Jesus said, whatever you do in word or deed, do all in his name. Not calling his name, in his name. Same spirit in the same order. That being said, we want to bless the Lord with our substance. Uh, we don't fleece people. We don't shear sheep. We receive an offering. And uh, it's up to the individual to have a relationship with the Lord to know that first fruits. Honor the Lord with your first fruits. In the Old Testament, it was very regimented. It means a tent. That's what the word tithes means, a tent. But the principle there, the very principle there, is to give the Lord a proportion of your first fruit. And so we serve God by principle more than just a letter. Now, he may accept 4%, he may accept 6 he may accept 7 We know 10%. But the Brother Brown, did the law teach that? No, not really. Abraham gave a tent to Melchizedek, and that was 400 years before the law. Isaac, uh, he made a vow, if you bring me back again to my, my native land, I'll give you a tenth of all. Where did they get that from? They got that from the Holy Ghost. That was dealing with their hearts and their mind. Letting them know what's acceptable. Who told them a tent? Where did he get that from? Talking about that in the brother's meeting this morning. Letting the Holy Ghost lead you. You quench the Holy Ghost. When you quench them in one area, you quench them in all. And so the Holy Ghost say ten. They say one, no ten. Eight, no ten. How many? Lord, stop talking. Say, okay, Lord, I won't give you a three anyway. Here's a three. He's sensitive to the Spirit of God, giving us precedence of how to give acceptable sacrifice. We don't pay tithes, we give it. It's a big difference. You pay what you owe. You give because you find pleasure in pleasing Him. You got enough on that? But I don't want you to not know because if you don't know, you can't do. But once you know, then you have no excuse. Is that all right? It's offering. And by the way, if you can't give a tenth, I ask the Lord to bless you. Touch your mind that you can be faithful with your resources so that you can honor him with the first fruits off the top. I ask God to give you that kind of wisdom. Jesus made a statement. He that is unfaithful with a little, the same as unfaithful with much. If I can't give a tenth of a thousand, I'll never give a tenth of ten thousand. And I'm sure not going to give a tenth of a hundred thousand. So he can't trust me that way. I'll stumble over it. So learn to be faithful. By the way, 
I've never given a tenth in my life. I've always exceeded that. Always. I'm not bragging about me. I'm nobody. But Jesus told the Pharisees, except he told his disciples, except your righteousness exceed that of the striving of Pharisees, they gave the Lord ten and kept ninety. That one scripture pent me. If I don't give but a ten point five or eleven, I'm gonna do better than ten. The scripture, I can't get around it. And so some of us hadn't gotten there yet, and that's okay. I just want to give you that kind of grace. Lord, help me to be faithful, manage my resources, so I can give you what you honor. I know you honor that. You honored Abraham, you honored Isaac, you even gave it to Moses as a law. Over here, God loves a cheerful giver, not a tithe payer, a cheerful giver. So we give a tenth, give a portion, we don't pay it. Amen. Is that all right? I paid the electric bill. I paid a house note. I don't pay a dime more. I'm paying that. But when you give it, it's as the Lord has prospered you. That's just the principle by which we give. We know it's acceptable. Is that good enough, saints? Amen. I can teach on it one year. I know everybody's saying, not this year, Brother Brown. But it's offering time. No chains holding me, my soul is arresting, it's just a blessing, praise God, hallelujah, I'm free, oh, I'm free, praise the Lord, I'm free, no longer bound, no chains holding me, my soul is arresting, it's just a blessing. Praise God, hallelujah, I'm free, oh, I'm free, 
few announcements. Um, cleaning team number four. Uh, let's not forget also the meeting in St. Marcos, February 9th through the 11th. And the financial meeting, February 19th at 6 o'clock. Church cleanup, March 9th at 8 a.m. Will be a translation meeting. Uh, meet in the back, in front of the sound stage. All announcements.
do have cards for the St. Marcos Assembly. Uh, I guess we'll be handing them out in St. Marcos or today for, before the meeting. Um, so that is all. Love you all. You are dismissed.